Hey, Crystal. Hey, Joseph. May I tell you something that might also interest our listeners? Please do. Welcome to A Word from Our Outpost. With Joseph and Crystal Gruber. A podcast for Catholic disciples who are wrestling to be missionary-minded in their normal, everyday lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Direct, O Lord, our actions by thy holy inspiration, and carry them on by thy gracious assistance that every word and work of ours may begin in thee, and by thee be happily ended. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Joseph. So, Crystal. You had a little bit of a fun analogy realization recently? Oh, I'm filled with them. It's one of the reasons we have a podcast, my dear. Oh, yes. But there was a, a new one. Oh, yeah. We had family coming to visit, and we had bought a house, uh roughly a year ago and some projects had been put on the back burner after we moved in never to be moved to a front burner and my brother-in-law said I'm bringing a bunch of power tools make a list of projects and we'll see how many we can knock out and we knocked out a surprising number of them in fact just a little bit ago I was plying what I hope is the last layer of polyurethane on one of the projects. My butt shelf. <laughs> AKA uh, bench. Built into the wall. Anyway, so we had a number of projects that I knew we wanted to have done at some point, but I couldn't envision the happening, having them happen, mostly because the only power tool that you and I have owned in all the years of our marriage, up until a few weeks ago, was an electric drill. And it turns out you need more than an electric drill to build a banister for stairs. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you buy everything pre-made, pre-cut, maybe then a drill would have been fine. Much more expensive way to do it. Did not do that. Anyway, there's an old adage that to the man with a hammer, everything is a nail. And this idea that with only one tool at my disposal, I, I could only really see the applications of that tool for the projects. And the, that's just, just not enough for Yeah, things. some of the projects, it just wasn't enough tool. And so the projects seemed overwhelming and impossible because, well, with an electric drill, they were overwhelming and not really possible. Yeah. To be clear, I had other non-power tools at my disposal, like standard hammer, different screwdrivers, wrenches. I even had some kind of a hacksaw. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, my point being, the possessing of tools, having them at my disposal, made solving problems that I knew were there, but I could not conceive of a solution, so did not spend very much effort on, didn't spend any effort on until I had a real solution and how to carry it out. I think the thing that was really neat is it was the combination of having more tools at your disposal and somebody alongside you who had experience using them. Oh yeah, so that's a very important piece to this too. So what's the analogy, ladies and gentlemen? You, you maybe have already made the connection in life, we are sometimes handed a few tools when we grow up 
in our education, at home, at different kinds of other formative moments in our lives. We're handed tools, but we don't often have a complete set, a complete array of tools at our disposal. Tools for interpersonal communication, tools for conflict resolution, tools for evangelizing, evangelizing tools for our own development as a human person, our own development as Christians, tools for all of these different things. And, and the reality is, sometimes we're given not no tool for a job, but tools that are defective for a job. I mean, so one of the tools that my brother-in-law brought was a combination chop saw and miter saw. Yeah, miter saw as well. And one of the things that we noticed was that the saw blade was going, like it was missing a couple of teeth, was getting a little bit more dull, needed to be replaced. And that had the curious effect that the wood that was being cut was rougher because of it and had a lot more splinters at, at the, the one end because of the quality of the saw. And so sometimes we wander the, the world with an array of tools, maybe not fit for the situations we have to face. Maybe we don't have uh, the highest quality of tool. But the reality is, unless we see somebody with better tools and that person is willing to share and instruct and guide, we're probably going to do similarly to what you and I have done, which which was ignore the fact that our stairway to the basement uh, would allow any number of children to jump off the edges if they wanted to. Or have it be one of the most anxiety-causing things ever. Oh, well, yeah. Ignore that or be really anxious about it, I suppose. Or have this vague longing for butt shelves, a.k.a. a bench around our table that's built into the wall, but instead sort of just crowd around it uh, in a less-than-ideal fashion. Similarly, people have this in marriage where they have the same conflict again and again, but they never know how to bring it to resolution. And so they push it further into the back burner to be resolved, maybe never. Similarly with our conception of God, if we don't know how to actually be open to God and his voice and the transcendent, which will sort of by definition surprise us and take us unawares because we don't fully comprehend it, if we don't know how to be open to God, then our relationship with him is going to suffer. Similarly, if we think that, you know, the real reason to get ahead is to be rewarded in sometime in the future, if we become basically closet consequentialists, like people do this. This is this is these are patterns that people get stuck into. These are problems that get left get left unsolved. Yeah, the this it, it's bringing to mind you've said recently Joseph, there's the quote that people often say, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And how you feel like in the church today, oftentimes people are forgetting the whole equipping the called part. Oh yeah, the, the American Catholic Church very often in parishes, they think the expression is God doesn't call the equipped. 
And by they think by they think it, that's the way that they're sort of that, that's the reality that's being lived. It's like, oh, come be a table leader at Alpha, and we're going to give you essentially no training, and you'll do a not very good job leading a table, and so we'll have this like moderately ineffective Alpha because our table leaders weren't actually equipped. Um, it, things like that we've heard from all over the place. Oh yeah, I just heard uh, a friend of mine went to go to a young adult Bible study and the usual leader wasn't able to to host, so they asked somebody else to host who did not know how to how to host such a group and how it wasn't all that good. Yeah. It's like, well, God God called you and you're not equipped. So therefore, go do it. But like that's not that's not actually and it's a funny thing to hold in tension right because we also don't want to get sucked into perfectionism or like waiting till i know everything to do the thing but the reality is there are skills that can be learned there are tools that we can be equipped with and especially when we have somebody to walk alongside with us to help us see oh this is a thing that can be done and this is a tool that can be used and this is a way we can do it better and Maybe we do have this saw blade that's not great right now, but it is good enough to get the job done, but but we should replace it. And and to be able to have that kind of awareness and guidance of when we can do the best we can with what we have and when any time I think that I that I experience oh, uh, that probably could have gone better. It if it's not going better next time, <laughs> then I'm missing out on an opportunity to either look for a tool, look for somebody how to teach me to use the tool or upgrade my tool. And that was another interesting thing. Oh yeah. Was that um, the, the, there was a commentary about tools that this brother-in-law had used that he felt like he had gotten his use out of. And so he was happy to pass them along to you. It was like, this is, this will be good enough for you as you're getting started. And he had had this this rule explained to him: if if you get start with the the lowest quality power tool, and if you break it, then get a higher quality one, and you'll realize that some of them you're fine with the lowest quality things. <laughs> you know that it's like being real, putting energy into the things that we're using. Yes, and then the things that we're pushing the limits of. We're like, oh, this strategy really helped me before. It's not helping me anymore. I need to upgrade. Yeah. And and whether that's in relationships or in just practical, even just things like, you know, I think there are tools that I used for managing my time and my tasks when I was a college student that I had to adjust when I had my first job and I still haven't quite figured out what exactly I'm missing as a mom and a homemaker and a homeschooling mom and and realizing like there are more tools that I can learn and I have spent some time investing in learning more tools and learning more more skills and that has helped but there's also this sense of you know, needing to take the time to figure it out. And needing people who are also pursuing these skills and who also already have these skills. Both of those are super important to learn, to have other people learning them and having people actually demonstrating them. 
this is absolutely critical to learning. And if we're surrounded by people who are saying, you know, I've got a, an electric drill and I've got a sledgehammer. And that that's done me well so far. Maybe maybe doing like a, a home renovation project with them won't go so well. Right. And I mean, these are the kinds of tools that people are bringing into marriage sometime. They've got a drill and they've got a sledgehammer. They can knock things down and uh, maybe attach some things. That's not that's not going to be enough. I don't want to stretch the analogy too much, but I do really like the analogy. I do I do think it's helpful to think, oh, if I'm having trouble, maybe there's a skill out there. Maybe there are people who have this skill. Like I I wanted to get better at public speaking. I mentioned that to someone. I've actually mentioned it to several people. And somebody said, oh, there's a club for that. It's called Toastmasters. If you go to Toastmasters, you will get better at public speaking. I now go back and listen to early episodes of ours, especially uh, when we just broadcasted different talks that we had given or that I had given. And the number of times that I had said, um, or, uh, it's just grating on me now because I do eliminate them much more often. And I am much more attentive to the words that I'm saying, and I'm willing to allow silence to fill the gap. But I learned that in the company of other people, some of whom knew it and some of whom I could see were learning it alongside me. And they, it was a club for giving feedback for that very particular purpose. It's an, it's an amazing thing, this Toastmasters Club. If anybody would like to join me, Wednesdays, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. It's a hybrid club, so we can send you the Zoom link. You're welcome to join us. They're delightful people in the club. They are. But yeah, finding people who are learning, finding people who can teach it, finding the resources... And and saying, no, not everything has to be on the back burner. I, I can devote a day to saying, I'll, I'll move this off the back burner. I'll move that off the back burner. So this feels like a fun call to action. Oh, good. I was hoping we were building toward one. Dear listener, we would love it if you would choose a thing that has been bothering you, that hasn't been going well, and think... Who do I know that does this well? And ask that person, hey, I see you do this thing well. Can you teach me how you do it well? Is there a skill I can learn? Is there a book you recommend? Can you? Can I watch you for a day? Can you come over and help me fix my broken thing? Because you fix broken things well, or whatever it may be. That is a fun challenge. It made me think of several other things but I, I don't know if you wanted to wrap up post-challenge. It sounded like you did. One, one thing. Okay. I was having breakfast with someone that I had just basically met. And he was telling me the story of a friend of his going on a date. And she said, you know, I went on one date with a guy, and I'm not going to go on any more dates. And he said, well, what happened? And she said, well, he, he said that I looked beautiful. And this fellow said, what that doesn't sound bad. Tell me more. Which I think was a good move on his part. And she said, well, it was in the middle of dinner. He just, with no 
prompting, nothing building up to it, just leaned forward and looked me dead in the eye and said, I want you to know that you look beautiful tonight, and held the stare for an uncomfortable period of time, and then moved on. And I was like, oh yeah, no, that, that makes sense why she wouldn't want to go out with him again. And he's like, but you can see what he was going for, right? I was like, yeah, absolutely. He wanted to tell her that she looked beautiful, didn't know when or how to say it, so just said it, because he knew that that was a thing he ought to say. And he's like, yeah, it, it's not a hard fix. If I actually met with that guy, I could talk to him about what to do. It's not a hard fix. Like a lot of the problems in our lives, they're not hard fixes. Reading the book Atomic Habits, filled with helpful little tips about how to change different habits, how to add additional things into our lives that we want to be doing. It also makes me think of The Way of the Warrior Kids that we've read to our son. By Jocko Willink. And, you know, he's got this this kid in a rough spot of awkward life, kid life, and his uncle comes and teaches him, like, you don't have to be crappy at math. You can just do flashcards, among other things. That's an example. But just, it's, it's not a hard fix to spend a couple minutes doing flashcards every day. Yeah, at the beginning of each of these Way of the Warrior Kid books, the nephew tells his uncle at the beginning of summer, I've got this long list of problems making this summer going to be, it's going to be the worst summer ever. And the uncle will smile and say, well, that's great because all of these problems are things that you can do something about. And granted, it actually does seem to require the uncle to instruct and encourage and to walk alongside for a lot of these problems. Uh, but the emphasis, like you, you can, you can seek out solutions. So maybe here's another little addition because I think this is one of the most challenging things I find is when I come up with something and I think, who's good at this or who's better at this than me? And I can't think of anybody. And this is a great opportunity to talk to the Lord about it because oftentimes he will answer these prayers with finding out about somebody or meeting a new friend or finding out something about an old friend that you didn't know before. Um, and that's always really lovely and wonderful. Um, but I've also found times where he's just instructed me in prayer through my imagination, whether that's being with Mary, learning about homemaking in prayer, but just, yeah, to, to add to the challenge of ask the Lord who he wants you to learn from, or if you're not sure what particular skill or sore spot you want to address, ask him yeah. what he wants to address with you. And then the call to action, just let us know what is the one thing that you're going to take off the back burner and try to learn a little bit more about, either in the coming week or two weeks, where you can set aside some time, where you can call up someone you think that actually does the thing that you know you can't do yet. And don't just assume, oh, they're just naturally good at it. And don't just assume, you know, it's just uh, something innate. Say, no, maybe this is something that I can learn. Maybe this is something I can improve in. It might take a while, but if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly and then better and better. Sound about right? Yes. Great. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. 
we are very grateful to you. We hold you in our prayers, and we will talk to you in the near future, I suppose. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you. And I pray for us and for our listeners that we might have the courage to ask you and ask ourselves where we can get better and to look for the help that we need and be receptive to it. We ask all this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From our outpost to yours, thanks for listening. And a special thanks to John Mark Skoke. That's S-K-O-C-H. For the music. Check him out on Spotify. 